Hey, what's up? It's your boy, BC Bader, and welcome back to the Betascape podcast. I am so excited to bring you today's episode because I have a very wonderful, special, gorgeous guest to talk about masturbation and other sexy, amazing things. Um, before we do that, I want to say that we will we'll be using explicit language and talking about explicit material. Um, and we're not licensed medical professionals. We just talk about our experiences in our lives and hope that you guys can relate. Yes? Cool. Um, without further ado, I want to introduce my very special and sexy guest um, who comes from us all the way from, wait, where did you, you're in Savannah, Georgia? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wonderful Pretty Piggy. <laughs> welcome hey. To, welcome to the Betascape. <laughs> hey, thanks. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that might it's gonna be like an ongoing thing on this show. It's nice. It better be. Um, Pretty Piggy's on the Betascape tonight, and his Twitter handle, you can go follow his gorgeous Twitter, is prettypiggy19. I'm curious why the 19... Oh, I think it was something like Pretty Piggy was already taken, and I just like the number 19. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. Um, that's cool. I mean, we love... Random-ass numbers. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I think 19 is like the last prime number, isn't it? I don't know much about math, but... Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> okay, well, let's pretend it is. Because that would be fierce. You know, it could be whatever you want it to be. It could be like your lucky Bader number. Yeah, I like to think 19 is my lucky number. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. You love it. I think all the bros are going to love it. Um, very cool. So, again, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, how's, your, how's your day been? Let me ask you how you are. My day's been pretty good. Um, I got a lot done around the house early on and then went to work and then came home, got myself together, and now I'm chatting with you. So been pretty good so far. That took a really nice day. I feel like I, yeah. was, I feel like I had like a similar day. I was like at work, I was like doing a bunch of shit and then I came here and I'm like talking to you. Which I looked forward nice. to because we had been talking and texting and like I was like, oh, I really want to get to know this bro. And I was like, uh, I should just probably invite him on the podcast. And I was like, what a perfect opportunity to do that. Hell yeah. I don't remember who shouted who up. I think I hit you on your DMs. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, I really love your Twitter. Because when I first started out, I was just like kind of like navigating my way around that Twitter landscape full of like gorgeous men. Um, and obviously you were one of them. I'm just gonna hype you up this entire episode um and i was just like yo this guy is cool like you were just like legit like i loved your aesthetic which is what i want to talk about because i told you that you had a cool aesthetic right yeah and thank you yeah and then you were super vintage like <laughs> you reminded me like a 70s porn star is that deliberate what's what's the um, look i'm definitely attracted to that aesthetic i wouldn't i i i don't mm, I feel like in certain ways I do deliberately like aestheticize the things that I post, but not necessarily, I, I'm not thinking like, oh, you know, I'm gonna 
put out like this 70s porno look like that's something I'm attracted to and I feel sexy when I feel I guess kind of vintage and stuff and yeah. honestly like, in my day-to-day life and the things that I like to wear um and listen to um I do tend to go towards a vintage aesthetic like whether it be 70s 80s 90s whatever mm-hmm. but um yeah that's kind of like a yes and no <laughs> no it's hot I mean it's like I feel like it's talent. I mean, you're not deliberately doing these things and like, you're just like innately that. But I've told you this before because you were chatting or texting and um, I was asking you how you were and you were just like, yeah, I just scrubbed my floors really hard and made my body feel a certain way. And it just caught me so off guard. And I was like, I want to be like that. (laughs) Dude, move into a place with some dirty ass tiles and, you know, get to it. Yes, I could do that also too. But I was, in, and I told you this. I was like, you inspire me a lot because I, I'm learning to do that with myself. Like I'm learning to be more um, in tune with my own body, my own sexual like mm-hmm. energy. But when I mm-hmm. look at your Twitter and when we vibe, like you're just all sex. Does that make sense? Oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, it does. Yeah. So. I think like you're just a particular like when I started following your Twitter like I I didn't even know that you would call yourself a baiter and we talked you do call yourself like you true yes I do Um, call myself a baiter I think even now I haven't put it in like my Twitter handle or anything but I definitely am a baiter yeah so then that was like I didn't so that's why I didn't I hesitated to approach you because I was like oh he's probably just like you know a gorgeous porn star um but then I just saw your Twitter feed and I was like, oh, it's all solo. I think it'd be really cool to chat with this dude. But have you always been that way with your body? Like, have you always had like a, a good awareness of like your sexuality and how that like translates to people? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think, I mean, I, I think in this past year, I've been having this kind of internal sexual revolution and external, um, like, showing off with people. I've known for a while, like probably since I was a teenager that I like to show off. Mm. Um, it, it turns me on when people are looking at my naked body. Like when I feel sexy, I like for other people to engage with that and, and watch that and stuff. Um, but no, like it, it would be in December, it will have been a year since I made like my, my sexy Twitter. Yeah. And, um that's really the first time that I've like shared this much of my sex um and I think that um no go ahead that's pretty I was gonna ask I was like when did you start your OnlyFans that's a good question I was just thinking about that earlier I think it was in April ish it was definitely during quarantine Quarantine. yeah that makes sense like during like (laughs) early COVID yeah yeah, it was. And and initially I held off, honestly, because I felt like, you know, I, I realized this is going to be a time when um, OnlyFans is going to be oversaturated and there's a lot of people that use that as like their main income and that wasn't the case for me. But then eventually I was like, you know what, I can use this to make money and then redistribute that to like people who need it more than I do. Because um, like during COVID... Yeah, yeah I mean, I was super lucky with COVID. Like, I my day job is of like I work 
as a restaurant, I work at a restaurant and um, I was really lucky in that uh, my employer like put all of us through unemployment and stuff. So I was able to make money while not at work. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make people pay for my hottest content and give that back to people that don't have a job right now. It's such a wonderful thing for you to do. Like, seriously, like I, it's such a giving thing and so generous of you. And I feel like it goes with your entire vibe because like if you're generous with your body, you're generous with your money. I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. You're just general. You're just, <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. I totally, I totally fucks with that. <laughs> um, so curious to know what's the bader scene in Georgia like? I've never been in Savannah, Georgia. I think you were just like, come on over, I'll show you a good time. And I was like, yeah. I'm out of my way. <laughs> yeah, you would love my friends. Um, to be honest, like in, so like I said, in the past year, this is really when I'm understanding like sexual things about myself and like identifying myself as a bader and as like a solo sexual. Mm. So, I'm not honestly on the apps. Like I'm not really on Grindr or Scruff um, or anything like that. I do know like a couple of my closest gay guy friends um, are, and like, I'm sure a couple of them identify themselves as baiters, but like, I don't necessarily have that much interpersonal relationship with other baiters in Savannah or in Georgia. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know they're out there. There's you know, faders everywhere. But I'm yeah. like since it's a newer thing for me. Yeah. Um and, and since I'm not really like on the apps. Yeah. Uh yeah. So when did you like when did you start feeling like you were solo sexual? I, I'm interested to ask that question because I feel like it happens in every dude's life like if you identify soul sexual there comes a moment in your life where you're just like hey this is different and this is what it is yeah super recently i think um um or me i i don't know i i think for years i've had sex that was fine like um you know partnered sex where it's like okay this is cool usually like one-time hookups or whatever but not necessarily satisfying or like I wouldn't get off which is fine because like I still love connecting with people in their bodies and like it was always sexy and you know sometimes I would like jerk off thinking about it afterwards um but it's not until probably in the past few months especially like listening to your podcast that I was like oh solo sexuality is a, a thing and I have a lot of sex with myself like oh duh like I'm a solosexual which and you say this a lot it like that doesn't mean that I only enjoy sex with myself but that's like more than 90% of the sex that I have is like by myself yeah totally I have yeah definitely I think that's a really cool um perspective on it because I feel like my so like my journey I feel like has been like I I've always had um, this inclination more towards masturbatory sex, like even when I was younger and I just kind of grew up just enjoying that more. Um, but 
it's always interesting to me to get all these different responses to that because it can be like this thing that just happened or like it's been with me since this age or you know depending on when your age um i get a lot of older um solo sexuals contacting me and stuff like that about when it started for them um yeah that's what's exciting about it for me um and also like given that i've only been expressing uh, my sexuality like in such a public manner for like less than a year because yeah. the more the more that I show and like the more that I share and the more that I exhibit I'm like oh like it inspires me to do more and different things that maybe I hadn't thought about to do with myself or with other people yeah absolutely um, so yeah it's exciting it's exciting I like thinking about it and doing it <laughs> oh that's good I know a lot of our brothers would be super appreciative of that um i was gonna ask you about i I was trying to pose a question but like um do you ever feel like soul sexuality can kind of get misinterpreted as us being like lonely people Um, i do yeah because i was curious because my friend was asking me she's like oh like even though you're solo you run a like a relationship right and i was like oh like i I didn't know if I like miscommunicated like what solo sexuality was, but I was, I was interested to you know because they hear the word solo, they just think alone. Right. Yeah, which is yeah. not true. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it can be misinterpreted a lot. Um, again, like me being somebody who has only recently identified as solo sexual, like it's I haven't told that many people about it like I've told a couple of my close friends I'm like oh yeah I'm really into like having sex with myself and luckily with them they're like they kind of get it and you know it's usually over drinks or something we're hanging out it's like oh yeah like this is what this is what my sex is like and it's cool and like I share it online and stuff they're like oh yeah that sounds fun like all about it but yeah I think um as far as sexuality goes, a lot of people just think like, oh, heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, pansexual, and, or asexual, and maybe solo sexuality isn't much in that mix. And people definitely feel very comfortable like putting all these terms into a specific box. Yeah. And I think you're right, it's like people hear solo and they're like, oh, you only have sex with yourself or like you're only interested in being alone. And like, don't get me wrong, like, I do like being alone and I do like having sex by myself, but it's also really fun to share those experiences I've had with myself or like practice things on myself to like share with other people. So. Yeah, I think that's true too. I think all of that's true. I definitely have, I've taken that approach with my own like sexuality. Like I've like, Oh, like I, I'm going to take this time out for myself to really understand what gets me off. And then I'll be able to like effectively communicate that to a partner and say, Hey, yes. this is the shit that really gets me. Oh, I know this because I've been practicing on myself for a while now. Right. It makes sense. Right. Um, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it is hot. It's um, hot. But I, you know, I, I think again, like I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to make make the point that soul sexuality doesn't necessarily mean that you're alone. Often it can get lonely because you are having the sex by yourself. And I think now too, it's even more important because, I mean, I think as beaters, we're doing fine under quarantine. It's like everyone else that's having a problem because everyone's kind of seeking out these like avenues of sex to have. But I like, 
I will, I've been like encouraging my friends and my bros now. I'm just like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like take this perfect opportunity to like get to know yourself. Yeah. Get a new toy. Like do, do, I don't know, get some new lubes, like get some candles and lighting, like practice things. I don't know. There's so many different ways to masturbate. Like there's so many ways. There are endless ways to pleasure yourself. Yeah. And I think that, I tell my friends all the time, like, I think that's, you have to have, like, responsibility and, like, obtaining that, like, you have to make a conscious choice, like, it's not, like, something that's, like, gonna happen on its own, um, but I'm just like, yeah, you dudes are fucking solo sexuals now, it's like, you, get, you guys are getting laid, dude, like, it's not a problem, it's not, like, that big of a deal, the label doesn't even matter. True. Um, have you ever been to L.A.? Yes, I was in LA last summer for like a little, like a, it might've been a week. I don't know. It, it went by so fast. I feel like you would really like LA. Like, I feel like you should come over and like explore like the bait scene here. I think you would really have fun with the bros. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. I'd love to. Um, I was writing this piece um, for, well, I don't want to jinx it. I was writing this piece for like a major like publication, well, online publication. Um, and I started going back to history of like when I first, not knew that I was gay, but I was first obsessed with penis. I, I don't know. Do you, do you remember when that happened to you? Because I have like a kind of a vague memory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so, so early on. <laughs> so early on. Definitely. And- I'm curious to know because you're so playful in your sex and you're so like, you're, I would consider you like an exhibitionist, right? Totally. Like, yeah. I'm always so curious to know when that begins. Like as a child, are you like hyper aware of like sexual things about yourself and others? Or is that just, become, does that come later in life? Like, That's a good question. I feel like for me, I, um, I don't know. I've been like hyper interested um, about, by sex like literally like since a, being a child I was like what is sex like everybody's talking about sex all this music about, is about sex like what is it and I was mm. super curious and so like I looked it up on the internet like I grew up with the internet and I looked that shit up and I was like oh this is hot like this is fun um yeah and yeah I guess from that point I was like well I've got one of those I can kind of like (laughs) I can play with that myself and um yeah I I don't know so if you're let me ask you this I you're familiar with like like the soul sexual scene like the beta community so do you know like the different levels of stages of masturbation I asked you that because like my last episode that I recorded last week I talked about gooning are you Uh into are you into gooning or have you ever gooned I'm sure that I have, but I don't, I don't feel like I've practiced it enough to like, like I, I know that I've been in the gooning stage a, a number of times in my life, but I feel like I don't, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know all of the stages well enough to be like, oh yeah, like yesterday I gooned for like half an hour or what I don't know. <laughs> but I know that I have because I know what it looks like I know what it feels like I've heard people describe it talk about it yeah. um, I did a couple of like sex workshops like online or like I you know I 
I like paid to be in a couple of sex workshops early on in quarantine. And like one of them was a guided masturbation thing. It's like, oh yeah, like this is the gooning stage at, at this point. Mm. And like this is how it's going to feel like on a level of one to 10, you're going to be around like eight, nine, like nine and a half, maybe, you know, kind of like losing control and just kind of like getting real into your dick and like the whole world kind of disappears. So that's my understanding of it. It's that's hard. pretty accurate, dude. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully I had people to just dis- to describe it and like talk about it. So sick. Thank you. That, that was um Daddy Will Tantra. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. he's a he's a cool dude. Um cool dude, super hot. Yeah, super sexy daddy for sure. Um, I know that you primarily have like solo sex now, but have you and do you enjoy like masturbation only sex with another brother like is that something that you do or do you okay yeah yeah um i feel like i haven't done it very often um i think again a lot of the sexual encounters i've had with men have kind of been like maybe drunken hookups or just kind of one-time hookups or something but i've had a couple of great relationships they may have been very short relationships or whatever but you know like somebody where most of our sex would be masturbatory or just non-penetrative, like maybe there'd be some ass eating and some like, um, we've talked about how we're both into like oral um, stimulation. Like that turns me on so much. I love to to do oral things and I love receiving oral sex um, wherever it is on my body. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's super hot. And I can I can think of one lover that, Oh my God, I miss him so much. He moved away from Savannah recently. Um, But he was just like this hot little firecracker and we never really had penetrative sex, but we would have a lot of like hot, just kind of like jerking each other off or like 69ing or whatever. Um, And and then he would like sleep over and it would just be like, oh my God, I miss him a lot. But yeah. Yeah, Hot beaters. Yeah, that's cool. I think what's so um, what's so amazing about like spader sex is like you're you're kind of forced to figure out other beautiful ways of being sexually exp- expressive since you're since you're not physically penetrating each other anally, then it just really lends itself right. to being like, hey, okay, well, if we're not going to fuck each other, what are other things that we can do with each other? And then it becomes like this game of like, well, I like this, and then you like that, and then you can show me what this is, and I've never tried this, and so now you're having this smart um, dialogue about your wants and your needs, and then in yeah. turn, you're like becoming vulnerable with this person, mm-hmm. in which you can have like a great beta bond and I think when bros approach me about like oh like what's a bond like what's a beta bond how do I achieve that how do I go about that fundamentally what you're doing is you're being vulnerable with another human being and when you're completely in that space that's that it's more of an emotional connection do you find that that's true yeah I do and um I think I think yeah like sometimes a bond is very fluid like you know I, I I wouldn't have necessarily thought about like putting the word bond on like this specific relationship I was just talking about with this like hot lover that I had 
but that's very much like we did have very much like a Vader bond. Um, it was the way in which we engaged with each other both in vulnerability and in sex and communication. Like that is that is a bond, like that's a bonded relationship that's um, sacred in a way that's different from a lot of the other relationships I've had or different from a lot of the other sex that I've had with other people. Um, yeah, and, it, and it, it did involve a lot of vulnerability, but like I think that word sometimes is very nebulous to people. Like for me, sometimes the word vulnerable can be nebulous, but you know, just like communicating with each other, like like talking about how you feel about or talking about what things actually turn you on you know rather than like you were saying with kind of like when you're just fucking somebody in the ass or getting fucked in the ass it's not like that's just plain sex or whatever but it's kind of like um it's the expectation that's what we've kind of all grown up to like view as sex it's kind of like a oh you put this in here and like things happen and that's that whereas with like beta sex like you said, you you kind of have to engage on a more communicative level. Yeah, um, and yeah, that that offers that offers up a lot of opportunities for like stronger or more versatile bonds, um, more creative, exciting bonds. I think. Yeah, no, you're absolutely one hundred percent correcto. Uh, I totally, I totally agree. And I think that it's important to have that conversation because again, I get asked it a lot and it's not something that can be achieved when when it's a forceful, I, I, I think men or like bros tend to want to force these bonds. It's kind of like, you're a man, I'm a man, let's just get this together, which is, which I can happen, um, but I, I don't know. I get the feeling that people just want to dig a little bit deeper, and it's no one's ever really talked about that or like had that conversation to just say like, "Hey, it's okay if you literally just want to be held," you know? Because we're mm. you know we're men, yeah. we're supposed to be this stronger force, but Ugh. even when you just say, "Hey, dude, I just want to cuddle with you," is that okay? I can get off on that. Yeah. If it fulfills a lot of my sexual needs. Yeah, no, I, I, I also, I identify with that. I also, yeah, but it's important to, you know, say that, like, um, because I think you're right, like, we've, I, we've all, well, I have been brought up in a society in which sex has been surrounded by so much shame, like, any type of sex, any type of, your, our bodies are surrounded by so much shame, and, when when we learn to have sex like when we learn to masturbate um we keep it very quiet and like um you know it's it's very just by yourself like it's not something you share you don't make a lot of noise and stuff like that you don't talk about what you're doing like you're by yourself yeah and then i think um that that bleeds into our sex lives with other people like or you know our bader bonds with other people perhaps like there's, um, we're not used to talking about these things. Talking about these things is extremely exponentially rewarding because you, and you know, sometimes I feel like I might not know the thoughts that are in my head, but once I start talking, I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually something that I believe. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, it's, it's like, 
yeah, you might be baiting with somebody and they're like getting all up on you. And so it's like, oh, actually, like, it would be really hot if you just put your legs over my lap or something. Like, I, I actually don't like it when you're like fully on top of me right now. Like, maybe let's just like chill out for a moment, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to have, like, you just be, that's where brotherhood like mentality comes in because if you're my bro and i tell you hey i don't like you pushing up on me like that as my bro i'm gonna be like cool i'm gonna back off this is still gonna be chill we're gonna have a good time because i want us to both have a good time yeah yeah (laughs) and like even if your bro tells you not to push up on it what i don't want to have happen is i don't want people to like internalize that as being like oh they don't think i'm sexy anymore they don't want me to be here anymore because i think a lot of people get caught up in their head about oh like well he doesn't even want me touching his dick so what am i here for it's like you're there you're there bro like i invited you over i want you here for a reason there's a point to all of this but i'm going to communicate to you exactly what i need you to do for me right now and if you're my bro it's gonna happen cool (laughs) very cool um you know another thing that i found really interesting about your vibe is that or actually you know what let's take a break um we're gonna take a short break for a sponsor uh and then i want to come back and talk to you about your drag queen stuff if that's cool oh my god cool that sounds great (laughs) all right cool so we'll be back right after this okay and we're back thanks for sticking around for that uh again i want to mention that we have a special guest with us today speaking about all things masturbation and cool shit uh his name is pretty piggy on twitter he is pretty piggy 1919 because 19's hot great number it's the last prime number in the world there you go. Is that? I'm gonna Google that after our conversation. We don't want to give you a false impression. But yeah, I, yeah, we're not, we're I believe you though. I believe yeah. you. I feel like you're very educated on the prime numbers for some reason. I there's just I don't know. They're fierce. I don't know. Something about prime numbers is like they can only be divided by themselves in one. Hey, that is hot. Speaking of what's hot. <laughs> I just I just pulled up your Instagram for your drag queen um miss lasagna persona yeah, yeah. Where, well, okay first of all lasagna entree that's amazing <laughs> how did you become up yeah. with that so i had a gig coming up i was like dabbling in drag and um i was in my first year at college and i met with somebody who was putting on a show and they were like hey you want to be in this show and i was like yeah and then i was like shit i don't have a name so um so yeah I was like you know what lasagna would be a funny name if I just spelled it phonetically yeah and um and so for a while I was just lasagna but um the, the queen in question who like was putting on the show was actually bitch puddin I don't know if you know bitch puddin um maybe some of the listeners will know of bitch puddin but um so, uh yeah so like I don't know, a couple months later, we were texting and she was like, I'm the dessert and you're the entree. And I was like, oh my God, that has to be my last name, Lasagna Entree. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good story. I feel like everyone, when, I feel like when you're a drag queen, it's like, in a, like a pretty big milestone, right? Like to pick up the correct drag name. 
I guess so, but not necessarily. Some people just have names like Catherine Dupree or whatever, which is fine, you know? Everybody's name doesn't have to be, like, some pun or whatever. That's mine not- is honestly, mine is so random. It's just, like, for whatever reason, it's perfect for me. <laughs> um, have you ever baited while you're in drag? Oh, my God, that's a great question. <laughs> I'm fascinated. Come on now. Well, see like the thing that it. yeah i'm gonna gas you up right now because the thing that i found i found super attractive because i just know you as this right so when i found you on right. twitter i was like here's this hot hairy like 70s disco boy like you know butching it up on twitter like being super hot like exposing this hairy bro hole and then we got to talking and then you were just like oh you should follow my drag queen instagram and i was like huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm, I fuck with it because I like drag. I'm, I'm down. And so when I saw it, I was just like, holy shit! Like, you, you're just this duality of a male, which I found super attractive because I was like, oh, he's super, he's super mass, but he's also super femme. Um, yeah, which is a cool like thing to achieve. I've never been able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I find it really sexy that you do. Well, thank you. Do you find yourself sexy in drag? Is it like a turn on for you? Or is it just like a total job, gig, something to do on the side? I wouldn't say it's totally a job. It's de- mm. it's definitely mostly, um, for me, it's like self-expression. It's I The way that I use drag or the way that I connect with drag is... Um, I I just have like a lot of creative energy, like creative, wild, silly thoughts. And they crack me up. Like I'm really entertained by the ridiculous shit that my brain stirs up. And I love to share that with people. Again, I think it ties into my own exhibitionism. Like it really makes me excited to share the silly shit that I have going on in my head. Like I might hear a song and think it would be funny to like put this type of visual with it or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's that's what drag does for me. It doesn't necessarily sexually turn me on. Like, it it was a great question when you asked, have I ever masturbated in drag? Because- Oh, I yeah. Like, have you? <laughs> I, I can't think, like, specifically of a time, like, where I have, but I feel like also I must have at some point. I've been doing it for a while, so I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you might have too, but I, okay, so I'm not attracted, I'm not sexually attracted to women. I find women beautiful. I can watch women in porn, like I really enjoy um, like street porn, um, like gangbang porn or like orgy porn. Um, But I, to me, like I'm always on a mission to kind of up my mask masturbation game right so like i'll like masturbate to like this type of porn that i've never seen or i'll masturbate to like with this bro that i wouldn't typically find attractive and i just like well fuck it that's a bro i'm gonna be down i was just thinking in my head like wouldn't it be cool if we like baited together while you were in drag like that to me would be like a really great um experience i feel cool because I would know you in these, like, two different universes and then, like, having them combined in one would be just, like, an experience, right? Yeah, I've, I've totally thought about, um, like, incorporating drag into the stuff that I put online sexually. Um, again, it's not necessarily something that turns me on, so 
that's another question I'm going to ask. Do you find a lot of people being turned on by your drag expression? Like, do you think if you put it on your OnlyFans, do you think you'd get a negative response for it? I don't think I would get a negative response per se. Um, I do think that's kind of a niche thing. Um, I think def, I mean, people around the world are turned on by drag queens sexually. Um, and I get that and I respect that. Um, but yeah, honestly, for me, it's like, it takes a long time to put all that shit on. So I would be charging big bucks for people to like see that. Concept. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only reason I asked is because, um, like, I have a lot of conversations with like other Bader men and like, it's the idea that like the brother, the brother, the Bader brotherhood is like a hyper masculine space. Um, and so it's, I always just find it curious um, to know if you got any kind of like, like hesitation or fallback from people knowing that you do drag? I don't think so. There are people like, I, again, I'm not really on the app so much. So, and I haven't been for a few years. So it's. Yeah. But I'm, it's, I'm talking about like Twitter and like, um, and like the OnlyFans. Well, right. But I, I mean, I haven't experienced any negative feedback from people knowing that I do drag on there, but it's also like, I don't, really broadcast it like i i know that people people come to my twitter to see like a hot sweaty bearded dude like wearing a job strap and stuff you know what i mean like yeah so basically you know you know your audience i i think so like and i i get that that consistency is what people are expecting when they look at my twitter and my only fans yeah um certainly if somebody like offered me a certain amount of money like and said hey i want to see you dressed up in drag doing this and this i'd be like okay cool let's make it happen yeah uh, but literally like it it if i want to feel like good in drag it will take me like three hours to get in drag so it's not like me just being horny after work one day and being like oh i'm gonna like sniff on my pits and like rub my dick and like touch my butt like <laughs> it would be a lot more you know what i mean it would be a lot more involved than that so <laughs> It puts me in a different mindset. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a lot, it's, I, it's a lot more like primal and natural for me to feel turned on by being completely naked and not having like five pounds of makeup on. Are you doing drag now with this look that you got going on? Like this? Yeah. This yeah, yeah. is drag this oh, I'm sorry. Is drag. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I mean, I'm kidding, but I'm not. No, like, but I, I know you're not kidding, but like, I'm talking about like. Bearded. Uh, no, I'm talking about. Shed. Well, yeah, because I see like on your Instagram, you like mostly shaved and like looking cute. Um, mostly, but then also if you look at the time, the time frames, those are like years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I haven't really shaved my beard in about a year at this point, and I yeah. have done drag plentifully like with a beard on and um I do prefer to paint my face without a beard but I love having a beard day to day and I like being hairy and I also think a lot of people are excited by seeing a hairy body like express femininity like that um I think that's liberating in a way yeah I find it more um like your generation of like the young boys coming up in the game um to find it more like I feel like they're it's much more um desired it's a very different when I talk to young like babe bros it's very different experiences from when I was like kind of discovering my sexuality and like what that world looked like in terms of like the media that was being thrown at us 
um, mm. you know, all the information that we're getting in these gay spaces is completely different than what I've known today. Um, and it's fascinating to me to be like, to speak to someone that's so accepting, because I feel like you boys are like pretty accepting now. Yeah, I mean, thankfully we've, you know, we were, we were brought up with the internet and that democratizes a lot of, you know what right. I mean? Like right. a lot right. of different people share their experiences and stuff and media a lot more these days. Like there's a lot of different perspectives. Yeah, see, that's the thing that I, I'm sorry, I have this thought because I get a lot of like yeah. old, older Bader men that when they see y'all, they get really intimidated and they're just like, oh, like, I, I can't, like, I'm too old to be sexy, or I'm too this, I can't do that. And I'm just like, well, see, that's where you have to kind of change your mentality. Like, it's about recognizing that these young boys exist, and it should, like, inspire you to want that in yourself. Um, but I think there's a d disconnect between, like, you as a personality being, like, unobtainable, which, I mean, you could be, but, like, in terms of access to you, like, that's, like, that's what you do, right? That's you engage and you're, like, talking to your audience because you're on do, social media. Yeah, yeah that's, that's something I really love. I mean, I'm certainly, I, I, I know, like, when I was first looking at Twitter for porn, like, I definitely was just kind of lurking in the background and, like, wanted to find sexy guys to jerk off to. And, like, I think that's totally fine. I know there's, I have... I have a lot of followers and I'm sure a lot of them just like don't care to engage with me and that's fine. But I love that engagement. I love when people send me messages and, you know, want to talk about like, oh, hey, like I loved watching this video. I, I loved this and that. And I love talking to people. I, that's, that's what's, that's what's inspired me about Twitter is yeah. that it, it's not just a one-sided me putting this out there and that's it. Yeah. Like, it's it's a social network it's something yeah. where it's i'm socializing with these pictures that i'm and videos that i'm sending out and like text or whatever and you must get like so much you must get like a wide variety of people it's not like a specific i mean maybe like a certain percentage is like a majority of your audience but like you must get so many people following your stuff i mean that's a great thing about like porn and like um sexual expression yeah <laughs> it does well no it does but my the my point that i was trying to make was that it, there's so much sex out there there's room for everyone and you could be attracted yeah. to all these different things because they, they exist right um, but i think it's important equally important for like people like yourself well can i call you a sex worker is that fair yeah. to say I, yeah yeah so that sex work, popular sex workers, like verbally, or people hear that or see it through media and say, hey, like, I enjoy like all types of different men because then all types of different men can be like, oh, he really enjoys me, you know? Oh yeah, and that's definitely the case for me. And I wouldn't leave that at just men either. Um, right. I enjoy a lot of different people. Um, right. Yeah, so hit me up. <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> tell me, tell me what you like. Tell me what. Tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty picky. He'll he'll show you a good time. <laughs> he's super For sure. He's super sweet. Um, yeah, that's the thing that irks me about like these popular like 
OnlyFans, like porn actors, because you know that you you can definitely tell the cater to a certain demographic, and they're kind of staying in that lane. And I think it's really important that sex workers have that conversation. Um, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know how authentic it would be or how real it would be coming from them if they truly believe that, or it's just a business. But um, I, I find yeah. it really inspiring when people are just inclusive. I think, but you know, it takes a certain type. It takes a certain type of person to do that. Not everyone's capable of being that inclusive. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with a bit of shade because um, I, I, know, I get it. There, there have been points in my life where I've been less inclusive, and the more that I've engaged with different people, I'm like oh, we all, we all just kind of want love and acceptance and to share things with each other and like feel like we're all on the same earth, you know? Yeah. Um, but like you said, I mean, yeah, there are some very popular, successful online sex workers or whatever, like people that have huge followings on OnlyFans. And it's the, it's the content that, pe- that they create that people come to see. And like, you know, I respect that for them. I don't think they necessarily have to talk to everybody. Like, I I don't talk to everybody that sends me a message, but, like, I do enjoy that. Yeah. But, like, you know, there's some people that they are, they're doing a job. They're jerking off, putting it online. They want people to consume that content and pay for it. And, you know, all the power to them. And they might have different relationships outside of their sex work where they have these deep relationships and maybe that's just something that they're not interested in. But um, I think you're right though. I think it's important for people to talk about, you know, every sex worker, first of all, is not the same. Right. Um, Everybody that's putting their body online, like is still a person behind that. I mean, sure, there might be bots that are posting random people. Like that's definitely something to look out for, but there's there's humans behind the behind these images that we're all consuming on social media and sometimes those people are open and want to talk and sometimes they're not and even even my own personality like can change from day to day whether i want to engage with people that much or not like sometimes i'll go days or even a week without posting anything cuz i just might not feel that sexy for that week or something yeah that's um, fair yeah, you don't always yeah, have I feel to like be. I kind of like really went off there. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I feel like, you know, preach. You got something to say. You're a smart guy. You know, you got a voice and use it. You know, it's all perspective. I mean, I always try to remember that, you know, experience isn't shared. You know, my experience is completely different from like, your experience. And so, I mean, I'm not like, I try to do it for a quick minute and I just. For me personally, like, there was a disconnect between what I was showing and what I was trying to communicate. Um, you know, I'm here on a mission. Like I, I understand it now. It's happening to me now, and I never thought I'd be in this position where I'm now. My life is kind of like this pathway of like I'm going in a direction in which I'm trying to serve. Like I'm trying to bring my experience and say, hey, like these are things that you can, you know, th- these are tools that you can implement in your everyday sexual life. Hell yeah. Um, which I'm so I, that you do that because I I've learned a lot from from engaging with your content listening to your podcast like I'm so thankful that you share those things I in being a solo sexual person like I'm excited by all these things that I'm doing with myself but I'm I also very much want to cast a net out to bring in people 
who um, that where my stuff makes them feel good or that inspires them or, you know, they feel the same ways that I do or maybe they realize that they're turned on by themselves in similar ways that I'm turned on by myself. Yeah. And I think that's a great conversation to have with people. It's, it's endlessly rewarding. It makes us feel good about ourselves, makes us feel good in community. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, th I think that's what's so empowering too about OnlyFans and Just for Fans. Like now, like we're no longer being dictated by these big studios or what we, what they think we think is sexy. Like we're taking yeah. that ownership back. And so, you know, and I think that's why. Not even just OnlyFans and Just for Fans, but like Twitter and Tumblr too. Like just these social medias where people, people have the ability, the space to like share their their bodies and their sex and like what they think is hot like that democratization versus back in the day when all people had was like hustler magazine or whatever where all they saw was one specific type of body yeah you know like yeah. we're so fortunate that now we live in a world and of course there's problems with it like the algorithm definitely buries certain bodies and like people who are people of color and shit um but we're fortunate to be able to like be online um, where things are a little more democratic. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I love social media. I'm a huge advocate of social media. I think you should just use it for, I mean, it has its intended uses. So if you're either going to be positive about it, or you're going to be negative about it, you can choose to shape it however you want. And I'm always encouraging beaters to get online. I mean, that's what I did. I, I feel like I was late in the game and then, for some reason, I just didn't think, oh, like, of course we'd be on social media. <laughs> it's right? so obvious that we'd be there. Um, and it's, it's really great to be able to engage and then, you know, form friendships. Yes. I didn't realize that. And I just was like, I, I just didn't understand it. I was like, oh, maybe I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I'm just like past my prime. But um, no, it's easy. It's, it's intuitive. Um, it's and, so cool and, and anybody can do it <laughs> yeah for sure what's your future like in terms of like sex work and like all things sexy like do you continue like do you feel like you want to continue on this path like what's the what's what's going on with you yeah I do I'm really inspired by people who um who exclusively use sex work like to create their lives I think that consensual exchange of like uh, you know, my sex for whatever amount of money. Um, I think that's awesome compared to my current, my current job that pays the bills where um, I work at a restaurant and I oftentimes have to serve people who I do not think are worthy of my service. Um, generally, I, the place where I work brings in like a white conservative older crowd. Um, I live in Georgia. Like I work at a fancy restaurant and the people who have access to pay for that type of experience are by and large conservative Republicans. And I, I don't feel like the service that I'm giving to them, I would rather be putting that energy into like so many other things. Got it, so, got it, got it. Yeah, so definitely moving forward, like I see myself hopefully sustaining myself like through sex work, whether that be online or whatever else. Um, I also have to recognize and have to um, 
ju I just have to recognize the fact that currently I'm able to use sex work in a very conditional way. Like it's not something that I have to survive off of because a lot of people who do sex work, it's not something that they necessarily like. It's not a luxury for them. Like it's mm. something that they have to survive off of. So um, I think just taking that to heart and like, you know, um, just being careful of like, of, of how I'm doing it and like making sure that I'm doing it ethically to me is a very important part of it. Um, Cause I don't want to be taking food out of anybody else's like mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally understand. Um, and I think it's really smart that you engage in sex work that way. Um, again, like I just feel like it, it communicates through whatever you're doing. So, you know, great. I'm, I'm happy that you'll continue to do that. I'm so excited to, to see the evolution of where you go from here. It can, I feel like it can only get better. It's pretty great now. Thanks. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm so thankful for all of the people who have, it's, it's just wild to me. Like it's been less than a year and like all these people follow me and engage with my posts and I'm so thankful for that. Um, yeah. Thank you. Anybody who's listening, who follows me and uh, yeah, like, thank you so fucking much. And I hope that I turn you on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I feel like that's a really good uh, end to this podcast. It's <laughs> perfect. Um, well, thanks, Joe. Thanks for yeah, having me. Of course. Thank you so much for joining me tonight and having a conversation about masturbation and soul sexuality. I think you're a cool, cool big bro. And I know that we're going to keep in touch for sure. So y'all can follow Pretty Piggy over on Twitter. His handle is at Pretty Piggy 19. That is the number one and nine. Um, also too, do you want to, you want to give out your Instagram? Should I do that? Yeah, I think it's the same on Instagram. I think it's also Pretty Piggy 19. I'm definitely a lot more active on Twitter. Um, I'm also yeah. on Bait World. I'm on Bait World as Pretty Piggy 19. Are you really? Oh my God, I'm going to add you right now. Yeah. Let me just drop that bomb at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah like I, I, to I, be I, honest, like I don't use it that much, but like I, I do use Bait World. Like I am on there. Okay. I'm going to def add you. That's cool. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Surprise. Um, and surprise to you all bros out there. So thanks again for tuning into this episode. We enjoyed it. Hope you enjoy it. Um, thanks again, Pretty Piggy. And I will catch you on the next episode. Bye. He's holding up a peace sign. <laughs> I know, yeah. I guess you can't see that. That's a peace sign. Yeah, peace.